heartaches can't follow me there. Tell somebody where I'm going. Y'all forgot what we're entitled to. I know it don't look like it down here sometime. But every now and then, you need to tell God, I'm in heavenly places right now. Let me see my heavenly place. Amen. Hallelujah. So that I don't be downcast down by this. I don't be caught up in this, Lord. I need to see my heavenly place. We have a heavenly place. And we can sit there sometimes. Amen. Amen. You can go to your prayer room and get so consumed with God, you'll forget about time, chick, child. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Jesus purchased you with his blood. You can't tell the one who redeemed you with his blood what you're going to do with your life. Uh-uh, I went through too much for you. You don't belong to yourself. Glory to God. Then he tells, let's, let's just jump to verse 7. He says, For I would that all men were even as myself, but every man hath his proper gift. That word gift can also be translated grace. Every man has his proper grace or gift of God. One after this manner and another after that. And so he's saying to those that's, uh, to the singles that's really wanting to be married, he says, it's, it's better for you to stay in a place of singleness. And those that are married trying to get divorced, he said, don't do that. Stay married. Now, he says there's nothing wrong with, with you being single and marrying, but make sure that you're marrying with the right motives. Yes. Amen. You're not marrying to try to escape something. You're marrying because you want somebody to connect with the blessing and favor of God on your life. And you want to be a blessing. Oh, come on, somebody. Well, I can't wait till I get my Boaz. Then I can get out of this debt and I can get out of this house. And What was Paul teaching here? Contentment. This is my book, Celebrated, Not Tolerated, but some of you won't read it, so I've got to teach it to you. Come on, lay your hands on your belly and say contentment. I'm, I'm content. Uh, watch this. You'll never go to the next level until you embrace contentment where you are. Oh, that's good. I've got to get a copy of this myself. Save me a copy of this. Okay? So he's, he's talking contentment here. Amen. Write this down, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. Y'all doing all right? 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So that you always, 
that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. God wants you to abound in every good work. What work? The work he's called you to. The work he's called you to fulfill. God promises to give me all the grace I need for whatever it is he has called me to do. He will not give me grace to do what you're called to do unless you refuse to do it and he gives me your grace too. But otherwise, I don't want to do what you're called to do. I have enough on my plate as it is. That is very important. You know, as a leader, uh, there's a lot of people in the business realm and uh, they come up with all of these, uh, uh, you know, money-making ideas and opportunities for their business to develop. And all the time, I'm having people left and right wanting me to be a part of their business plan. They want me to be a part of their team. And it's, it's common because you always want a leader who's leading people to be a part of what you're doing. And so there's this person that's just kept harassing me about being a part of their team. And I just had to come. See, I'm the type of person, uh, and I'm kind of growing out of that. It's hard for me to tell people no. So I had to learn, you know, when you have a church, or, or if you're a leader, you have to have staff. Come on, somebody. You have to have people that surround you that can be a voice for you in areas where you're weak. So I may not always directly say no, but I'll have a staff in place. Come on, somebody. That can speak for me. Come on. That's what Moses said. Moses said, God, I don't have anybody to speak for. God said, well, I'm going to use Aaron then. Aaron will be your spokesman. Are you, are you hear what I'm saying? So I, I, I had to develop in such a way that I had to really be bold and, and be adamant about where I am in life. I had to tell the person, oh, you know what, I really wish... I could support you in this endeavor. But I don't have the time nor the grace yes, to do it. Yes, yes. Come on. I cannot do anything that takes me away from this. Come on. If it takes me away from what I've been called to do, I have to let it go. A true friend and a person that truly loves you will accept that and move on with their life. I said, you know what? I may not can be there physically, but I can pray for you. I speak blessings over it. I speak the favor of God over it. I pray that God would open up the doors and send you the right help. They said, thank you. I said, you're welcome. But I didn't have the grace for that. Amen. So God promises to give me all the grace I need for whatever it is he calls me to do. Whether it's preaching, whether it's singing, whether it's writing, whether it's managing a department, whether it's managing finances or making decisions, when you tap into your place, when you fill your space and run your race, you'll have more than enough grace for the task at hand. How many of you want that grace on your life? If you want that grace on your life, find your place. Fill your space so that you can run your race. Now, in the business world, you, you hear it like this. Find your niche. Yeah. Amen. Find, find your niche. Find whatever it is that you were. I, I don't like to say, and here's, 
even as a motivational speaker, I put things in a proper perspective because many times we learn, follow your passion. But that's not necessarily true because you can be passionate about something that you're not called to do. I'm very passionate about basketball, trust me. Come on, I can get there on that court, come on. It's not follow your passion, it's follow your purpose. When you follow your purpose, your passion will come. Even when I was running from God, didn't want to do what he called me to do, when I finally surrendered, I said, yes, Lord, to your purpose. You know what he did? He gave me the grace and he gave me the passion. Now I'm excited about it. Amen. When I started preaching, I would pay a pastor to bring me in. You don't have to give me an offering on honorary. I'll pay you to speak for your church. Are you hear what I'm saying? When you become passionate about purpose, it's purpose first, then passion. I feel like I'm coaching somebody here tonight. So you must be content. All of that is in that contentment. You must be content in, in, in who you are and what God has called you to do. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Don't try to preach if you're called to teach. Don't try to sing if you're anointed to direct. Be comfortable being who God called you to be. Oh, do I have some amens here? Be content doing what God has called you to do. Oh, what they're doing looks so impressive. I I like that. I think I'll do that. Uh, Excuse me, Lord. Forget what you want me to do. I want to do what they're doing. No, God equips you for your calling. And yes, although it will require development, you shouldn't have to force yourself to operate in a gift God didn't give you. Mm, Come on, somebody. Look at Proverbs 25, 14. I want to show you this. Are you forcing yourself to operate in something God didn't tell you to do? Because there's not a grace for that. Look at Proverbs 25, verse 14. Very profound scripture. Proverbs 25, 14. When you have it, say amen. Whoso boasted himself of a false gift is like clouds and wind without rain. Wow. You're boasting about a gift that you don't have. It's like a cloud with no rain, no wind. Come on. You, 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 need, to, you need to understand that. God, I want to flow in my gifts. I want to flow in what you've given me, not in what I like to do. You know what I would like to do? I would love to, I would love to play this keyboard. I really would. How many of you would like to play the keyboard? How many? Now, instruments, they don't, you know, you don't supernaturally have a gift, but, you know, there is some, some time you have to put into it. You know, but when I found out I had to take some time to, to practice it, I'm like, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Can I just sit down here and just the anointing just come upon me and I just... Brother Wendell, is that how it works? I, don't, I mean, maybe it worked, you know. But don't you got to take time? Yes. I don't have time to be learning how to play a keyboard. I just want to do it supernaturally. Yes. 
Yes, although there are some things you naturally do, if you want to be great at it, you're going to have to take some time with it. You're going to have to be developed in it. You might be a, a, a good speaker, but God don't just want you to be a good speaker. He wants you to be great at what you do. You got to develop your, 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 your vocals, develop your communication, develop your vocabulary, whatever it is you're called to do. And then there's a grace for you to develop in that area. You're going to invest time in it. You're going, I mean, you're going to look at the, the clock and like, wow, I didn't realize it was 1 o'clock in the morning. I was, I mean, just so uh, invested in this gift and, and, and what I was called to do. I lost track of time. That's how you know you're in your grace. Yeah. 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 Come on, is this helping somebody here today? But you, you, you can't just do things because you saw somebody else doing it. Praise God. So then you enter into number two. Here's the third, second factor why people get off course. Number two, unhealthy comparisons. <laughs> unhealthy comparisons. Second Corinthians 10, 12. Here's what Paul says. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Now let me just break this down. He said we wouldn't put ourselves, here's another translation, I believe it's God's word translation. It says we wouldn't put ourselves in the same class with or compare ourselves to those who are bold enough to make their own recommendations. Certainly, when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves to themselves, they show how foolish they are. It is unwise to compare yourself to another. That's why many people are depressed. That's why many people are suicidal. It's because they want what somebody else has. They want to be who somebody else is, and they have not embraced the grace for themselves. And when you enter into this unhealthy comparison, you're going to e even enter into covetousness. This concludes our message for today. Thank you for supporting John Barton Ministries, where we are committed to changing lives and changing futures. You can secure a copy of today's message in its entirety on CD by calling 1-888-727-8900. Order today and watch the Word of God change your life. If you're ever in the Lafayette area, we invite you to join us for a life-changing experience at New Kingdom Ministries International, the place where new life begins.